Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Life Rewired podcast, and thank you guys for joining us on this Tuesday, November 14th. Today's episode is going to be all about how you guys can stay mentally and physically fit as we approach these winter months, because we know for, you know, speaking from experience, we both have struggled in these winter months and just these later months of the year. You know, this is typically where, you know, movement really starts to take a hit. And our intake, our caloric intake, our food intake, drink intake tends to really start to spike. And this is about that time of year where getting in touch with that energy balance, calories in, calories out, um, as well as our you know energy expenditure in relation to those calories out becomes very difficult you know, to fine tune, engage, and honestly, just stay on top of. There's so many distractions during these months. And I think that while these months are phenomenal from a social standpoint and just getting together with family for the holidays, it doesn't mean we have to fall completely out of touch with our health and our fitness goals. But before we begin the episode today, this episode is brought to you by Nash Nutrition. The Nash bar is made with simple and nourishing ingredients, 20 grams of protein, and is naturally sweetened with honey and dates. And what a lot of people don't realize is that most of the healthy protein bars that you will find on the markets that read healthy, that read, you know, they'll make you shredded, whatever the fancy labeling is on the front of the box, you know, these are most of the time heavily processed with fillers and unnatural ingredients. So make sure you guys are always checking that ingredient label. We, we cannot stress that enough. We find food products almost daily, um, you know, that we thought were clean that unfortunately do have processed ingredients. And we just know that if we consume too much of this processed food too often we can have you know short term health health ramifications with you know inflammation digestive issues but we also know that these could lead to longer term health issues down the line and so this is why we personally love the nash bars we never even have to think twice about the ingredients and they truly are the good for you protein bar and i will read a direct testimonial that i literally got today after i posted my story of us getting our new shipment of nash bars and one of my most recent one of my more recent clients said the peanut butter chocolate chip tastes like a candy bar. It's so good. For sure the best tasting protein bar I have literally ever had. I can say I feel the exact same way. You know, these pro these protein bars are truly just so unique, guys. And so make sure you set your reminders for November 16th for the next release that's going to go down at 6 p.m. Set those reminders. Get ahead of that 6 p.m. Um, launch date because they go fast, as you guys know. So on to today's episode. This is episode 110, how to stay mentally and physically fit in the winter months. And so, you know, really the basis of this episode, guys, is we really just want to break down strategies and ways you can stay on top of both your mental and physical fitness. We feel like these months are a great opportunity to really cement yourself in positive habits for the new year. You know, a lot of times we think of, you know, new year, new me, you know, this is a new kind of opportunity for us to jumpstart, you know, our health and our fitness. But as you guys know, especially for those of you that have been listening to us for a long time, there's no end destination in this game. There's no, you know, timing where, you know, we reach a certain place in our health and our fitness journey and we're done. We can, we can hang it up, you know, and, and move on with our lives. You know, this is something that's always going to be present in our lives. And, and, and it's going to be something we're constantly getting better with. I actually just had a client call, you know, with, with a client of mine who shares this longer term perspective. And I was telling him, I was just so grateful to hear, you know, from his standpoint, how he really gets it. You know, he sees that, each and every day is an opportunity to just get 1% better. And we were having this conversation around how much more fun and enjoyable 
your health and your fitness journey becomes when you can shift that focus. Because anytime I've seen this with clients firsthand, I've experienced it with my own mindset firsthand, but anytime we're really viewing our health and fitness journey as an end destination, it will drive us crazy. Because if any little thing goes wrong, if we if we you know aren't perfect per se, we get so down on ourselves and we get so hard, and that's why we constantly flip in and out of you know we're going to the gym consistently, then we're not. You know we're dieting, then we're not. We're eating kind of healthy, then we're not. And I'm telling you guys, you will constantly battle that back and forth game until you view this thing as a long term just journey. And it's going to be something that we constantly get better at each and every day. And I know speaking from experience, this is something that Chris and I both have embraced, especially in these recent, you know, last two, three years where we've really shifted our perspective to, Hey, like let's, let's not even think about the next month, not even the next week. Let's just win the day. And I'm telling you guys, if you can take that principle and that mindset and start applying it to your life in so many other areas aside from just health and fitness, I'm telling you, you will be more present. You will find more enjoyment throughout your day. And also you'll slow time the hell down because I'm telling you, I am just noticing it. The older I get, this shit zips. I mean, it is unbelievable. I was talking to one of my um, old clients who was a high school athlete who literally just finished up his collegiate football season. And I feel like just yesterday he was literally leaving for college and I'm like, holy shit, where the time go? Um, so any chance we can get to press pause, be present, focus on the now is something that will benefit all of us both mentally and physically. And I couldn't agree more, especially just like slowing down and being present is something that helps slow time down. I know these winter months, like if you guys don't know, we live in the Midwest. We are in Columbus, Ohio. So we obviously experience all the seasons, especially these winter months. It's been so cold already <laughs> this early on in the year, I feel like, which isn't the norm. But something that I've learned through doing therapy, which is a huge, obviously, mental health habit that I do recommend weaving in if you do experience the winter blues or seasonal depression, which we'll get into here very soon. But a couple of things that I've learned from therapy that have helped me get through the winter months is number one, Previous therapist told me like get outside in the sunlight even for 10 minutes a day no matter how cold it is because it really does help to just like get that natural exposure to vitamin D. And I was like, don't worry, we've got huskies. Like we're definitely outside like four times a day at least for 10 minutes. And then my current therapist was telling me that just being present and just existing instead of always having to do something like in these winter months, this is our time to like romanticize the colder months. Like just like slow down, cozy up with a book or just like sit down and eat dinner without watching TV. And that helps the days go. It just like extends the day. Like Zach and I talk about this continuously. Like we'll end the day and it's dark out and we're like, where did today go? And on those days, we just take an extra moment to pause and eat our dinner without watching Suits, which is our current hyperfixation. Great show. <laughs> but I highly recommend if you guys haven't watched before. But I think also like finding a show to watch with like your significant other, your roommates, obviously that does help in these winter months to like pass the time and like, you know, romanticize each day, but also just like being present and slowing down helps the time go a little bit slower. So you get more time in your day because it does feel like the it's dark, you know, when we wake up, some of you, it's dark when you go to work, dark when you get out of work. And that can make your day just feel completely condensed. But like giving yourself extra hours in the morning and then giving yourself extra time at night to be present instead of scrolling on our phones, scrolling on social media, it gives you so much more time back in your day and it will improve your mental health so freaking much. And one thing really quick just about that, you know, you, you said that tidbit at the end of like, you know, mindlessly kind of scrolling and staying on the phones. You know, it was funny, a lot of the conversation I was having with that client today parallels to this conversation because a lot of what we consume, guys, is what we're literally conditioning our mindset to reflect. You know, if we are constantly scrolling and looking at, you know, negativity or looking at things that are promoting um, just like 
stuff that's not beneficial for us or helping us or benefiting us positively in any way, like it is crazy how powerful that can really be. And during these winter months, I think that this is something that's going to become even more obvious to many of you. But I always say this on Instagram. I'm like, consume with caution because all of us, we know we're all on our phones all the fucking time. Um, and what we consume is subconsciously conditioning, conditioning in us day in and day out. And if we aren't careful with what we decide to consume, it can really take over our mindset. It can put us in a just a negative headspace. So please just consume with caution. You know, try to avoid the mindless scrolling with just, you know, going across all this BS that's online and really, you know, start consuming stuff that's going to bring positivity into your life, that's going to bring you up, that's going to bring you, you know, motivation, happiness, and, and really motivate you on a day-by-day basis. And on that note, I want to take a moment to thank all of you for listening to our podcast and consuming our content because obviously it means the world to us. But also we try and spread like light and positivity, but also just like being real with you guys. So there are some moments where we're just very authentic when we're going through it. We've recorded a whole episode on like how to get through a tough season. But we try to be like that safe space and positive space on your guys' social media platform because that's what we needed on our health and fitness journey. Even what we need today. So sometimes we're talking to ourselves when we're putting a quote out there. We're putting a message out there. Like sometimes that's what we need to hear as well. So we just appreciate you guys for listening to this podcast and consuming with caution and making us one of the things that you do consume. So. As we go into this episode, obviously, like we said, we're going to talk about the physical aspect of the winter months, but also the mental aspect. I do get the winter blues pretty much every single winter. Last year was a little bit less because I did implement a lot of these habits I'm going to talk about. But I want to start this off with a statistic that 4 to 6% of people in the U.S. have seasonal depression, according to the American Academy of Family Physicians. And as many as 20% may have a mild form of it, which is often called the winter blues. So as I talk about this, obviously, seasonal depression is something where I do recommend, you know, seeking out help going to your doctor. I'm going to talk from the aspect of like having the winter blues where we just see a downward shift in our kind of mental health, our energy, our just like, you know, the light Motivation. we experience in the summer. Yeah, we experience like so much like endorphins. We're like, absorbing so much vitamin D. We're outside, we have longer days and we're more social and that all of those things do bring happiness and joy. And so like finding those moments of joy and those pockets of joy in these winter months is something that you're going to hear us talk about. But as the days get shorter and the days get colder, we obviously want to cozy up and just like isolate, but that's one of the worst things that we can do. So obviously I know it's not easy to get out and be social when the weather is very crappy and very cold, but implementing these five habits into your, once again, mental tool belt for the winter months is going to really help you fight those winter blues. And even if you feel 1% better than you did last year, we're making a positive, you know, compound effect when it comes to your mental health. The first one is vitamin D supplementation. This is one that we notice a massive, massive difference in taking. Vitamin D deficiency may be a risk factor for depressive symptoms. Low levels of vitamin D caused by low dietary intake of this vitamin or obviously not getting enough sunlight exposure in the winter months can be found in anyone with winter blues or seasonal depression. So we personally take vitamin D. I highly recommend getting a blood panel if you haven't got that done before. It really can impact your mental health. A couple months ago, I was like really struggling with energy. I obviously am on my hormonal health journey as it is, but I was lacking vitamin D and iron, which does impact your energy quite a bit. So if you're someone who is feeling those like low energy kind of like symptoms already, and it's right now November, obviously like I feel like December, January, February is when it's like a lot gloomier, a lot darker, a lot colder. But if you're feeling those symptoms now, I do recommend getting a blood panel because you want to obviously make sure you're not over consuming a supplement as well. Yeah, it's crazy. I've noticed a massive shift even in my mental health and well-being ever since I started supplementing with vitamin D. The, honestly, the two supplements that I've really noticed a direct impact from because a lot of times like, you know, these vitamins and minerals, you don't really necessarily like feel a direct outcome. You're more so fulfilling those micronutrient needs that over time are going to pay dividends to your long-term health. But the vitamin D and the omega-3s are two that I have 
actually notice in real time make a massive difference in my cognitive health. And both of these are directly tied to improve that area of our health. And so, you know, with the vitamin D, like I take AG1's vitamin D and it's with K2, which helps absorb it better within your body. And this is in like the tincture liquid format. And so our bodies are able to absorb vitamin D through um, the liquid form better than, for example, like through a pill form. And on the note, vitamin D, obviously natural sun exposure is the next tip. And this order of like one through five is not in the order that you should do them. I recommend getting outside and getting sunlight, but also making sure you're not deficient through supplementation. But letting the sunshine in, even in these colder months, can be extremely beneficial. This means, like I said, even bundling up, walking outside for 10 minutes. But a couple of other ways that you can let light in without freezing outside is to keep the blinds open while you're working. Make sure if you are working remote or even in office, if you're able to choose working near a natural light can help to decrease the occurrence of those winter blues. And even using like dimmers or cozy lighting at night can help to once again, romanticize and just like brighten up the space. Like for us, I don't like using the overhead lighting. I know a lot of people um, talk about this too, is just like making sure you have like those like low dim lights. Like we even have like the like string lights out on our patio that I'll light up at night because it's getting darker earlier. So having like a little bit of brightness to the place versus being completely dark can obviously boost your mood. There are also ways to boost your mood um, that I've used previously. Like last year, like I said, I was a little bit less um, blue in the winter months and it came from vitamin D supplementation and a happy light from Amazon. So bright light therapy can also help. Exposure to artificial light can help keep your circadian rhythm on track. That's typically what we're seeing. That difference in our mood shift is that our circadian rhythm is kind of thrown off. So a happy light on Amazon can be helpful. This also could be helpful for people who work like third shift who are like working at night. And then during the day, they don't get that natural sun exposure. I just typed in like happy light on Amazon and found one and you can sit in front of it. They say like 20 to 30 minutes can help to alleviate those symptoms of seasonal depression, but also you can experience a chemical change in your brain that boosts your mood actually, which is obviously super helpful in these winter months. And then for the dawn simulators like a hatch alarm clock those are extremely helpful rather than waking you up to an abrupt like alarm that's like beeping loud in your ear um in in the dark room it can produce that natural light that increases like the intensity over time just like the sun would be rising and it's a little bit more peaceful i've had a lot of clients with the hatch alarm clock we personally don't have one um but i've actually bought like a dupe of it as a gift previously on amazon so you can get it at an affordable rate and get like the same effect but i know a lot of people like thinking about what like fitness things you want to ask for, even for Christmas or Black Friday, like this would be a great gift idea or the happy light, even Nash bars, um, now that I'm making a list of them. But this Dawn Simulator can be super helpful. I've, put, I've seen a lot of clients put in their mental health section of their check-in that the hatch alarm clock has helped them to wake up just like in a better mood in general. And if you think about in the winter months, like we need all the help that we can get. So that's something that can also be helpful. And then the third thing is being social. So obviously isolating yourself is very easy to do in these winter months, but studies have shown that there's a relationship between social isolation and depression. So obviously getting out of the house, going to dinners during the week, like romanticizing your week can also be helpful. We've started doing things on like Thursday night because we can get in our normal routines like Monday through Thursday, be social over the weekend or do like date nights and things like that. But even this last Thursday, we were like, let's just make an effort to like go to dinner. We tried a new place. We went and saw the new Marvel movie. And on that note, um, we like to keep these podcasts kind of like a diary of our lives too. So if you don't know, we got a new puppy named Marvel. So welcome Marv, we did. to the fam. <laughs> um, and that's obviously boosting our mood in these winter months too. But we saw a Marvel movie. We went out to dinner and that helps us like romanticize our Friday Eve is what we call it. So just like even implementing these things during the week where you're going on a date night, you're going to a happy hour with a friend, you're just like being a little bit more social and putting yourself out there. I know it's so easy because I'm such a homebody to just like 
stay at home, watch your shows, eat your normal dinners, wake up, work out, repeat. Then you look back and it's like you're doing the same thing every day and it can over time feel like Groundhog's Day. So being social can boost your mood so much. And a couple of ways you can do that even virtually is FaceTiming family. We both have family out of town. So like we'll FaceTime quite often or with our friends. You can do virtual hangouts. I know a lot of girls are getting into like virtual book clubs to meet friends and interact and just like boost your mood, just like having conversations with people you care about even if you live far away, like just calling someone up on your 10 minute walk outside like that alone can have it stack a huge mood booster for you throughout your day. Number four is monitoring alcohol intake. So right after I'm saying be social, like you don't have to drink to be social, of course, but monitoring your alcohol intake can also improve your mood over the winter months. I know it's easy to grab a glass of wine at the end of the day, but doing that repeatedly can actually decrease your mental health. If you look at like our readiness scores, for example, on our aura ring, I see a huge dip whenever I drink wine or alcohol. And I was having a conversation with a client today about how like at night, like it's so nice to like cozy up with a glass of wine and watch like Harry Potter in these fall and winter months. And I was like a good mocktail because we were saying how bad it makes us feel. And like, obviously it impacts you mentally and physically. Just like swapping that out with like a poppy. There's like these digestive health drinks that are really good. They're poppy. Olipop is also another one, but just pouring it in a wine glass, like romanticizes it. So like doing these small things to like bring yourself some joy and like mimic, like drinking a cocktail can help you to practice moderation. So you can save it for the weekends and then just be mindful of how much you drink obviously on the weekends as well. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that alcohol, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a depressant, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to feel some of those symptoms. Even some of you might even feel those symptoms in a hangover where you feel like, you know, some of those symptoms, like those depressive symptoms, or even like the anxiety, um, like that shit's real. Like at the end of the day, I know like, you know, typically the alcohol will like light us up. We're having a good time, but it's kind of that post, um, consumption feeling that will, you know, get that, get those symptoms and get that feeling after we drink. So it's just something to be mindful of. And and like Christina said, it's more about just monitoring. Again, we always talk about just monitoring the volume and the frequency. I talk about this with, you know, soul food. We talk about it with alcohol. You know, it's never like a drink or a couple drinks or, you know, one sweet or a couple sweets. It's always the, the high volume and the repetitive nature of the consumption of those foods and drinks that really at the end of the day hurt us. Yeah. And just like you said, alcohol is a downer. So being mindful of those downers in your life. And I think even making a list of, I've done this before, like the drainers in your life and the charges in your life. So like the things that light you up, that bring you joy. Like I said, walking outside, calling a friend, going to a book club meeting or going on a walk with a friend in the coffee shop, even if it's cold. And then those drains are like scrolling on your phone. Maybe sometimes I watch some reality TV, but I know there's some that like bring your mood down if it's very toxic. Awful. Um, but also things like alcohol obviously are a downer. So just making a list of those things. If you notice like you're feeling down most days, make a list of those things because most of your day is probably full of downers versus the things that bring you joy and light you up. And you need to do more of those things that do bring you joy. Number five is kind of just a long list of mental health habits you want to maintain year round. So obviously, number one is vitamin D supplementation, letting sunshine in, being social, monitoring alcohol intake. But these are things we talk about in every mindset mental health podcast that you want to continue to do in the winter months. This isn't just something you want to implement in the winter months and not do you know, the rest of the year. But journaling is something that's been proven to help with the winter blues and seasonal depression. I personally found that my like toolkit of winter blues, um, like in order to fight it off. Mine's vitamin D supplementation, happy light and reading instead of scrolling on my phone. I read a lot of fiction books in the winter months. I have a Goodreads account. If you want to follow me on that, it's one of my favorite social medias now. Cause I've just found like a lot of my friends and clients that are bookworms and we share books that we want to read that we're currently reading. We have read. And I think that reading a fiction book just romanticizes that time at night where you want to stretch your hours that you're awake, but not mindlessly scroll on social media where it feels like you're just eating up the 
time that you have to yourself, which I know is very rare. Next one is sticking to a schedule, obviously having your workout time, your wake up time, your bedtime, having those structured, like even meal times helps you stick to a schedule in the winter months to keep you going versus in the summer months. I feel like we can be kind of all over the place. It's very social. There's a lot going on, but having that routine and structure helps you get through the winter months on a positive note and also getting proper sleep that impacts your mental health more than you realize. Like your daily readiness is impacted by so many things, like how late you eat your dinner, um, how much alcohol you drank, how stressed you were throughout the day. Your supplementation can also impact your sleep. So making sure you have healthy sleep habits and healthy sleep routines is going to help you fight through these winter blues. And studies have also shown that keeping a regular schedule will expose you to that light and have those consistent and predictable times in your schedule, which can help improve your circadian rhythm, which is what's going to help us regulate our mood and regulate our daily routines. And while the majority of this podcast has been about, you know, these mental tools and things we can do for our mental health, you know, we're going to shift focus into what we can do physically. And, you know, while these things are different, they are very much so interconnected, you know, as we talk through, you know, some of these physical components of maintaining good physical health and physical fitness throughout these winter months directly will apply, you know, to our mental well-being as well. And so, you know, when I think about, you know, just continuing to stay on top of like workouts, movement, exercise, just like the physical aspect of our fitness, Honestly, like, I don't know about you guys, but I just always feel like a sense of accomplishment. I feel like I'm challenging myself. I feel mentally, physically stimulated when I'm training, when I'm getting better. And I don't know if that's just like the athlete in me, but I've always just found my workouts and my movement and my exercise as a form of just getting better. Like, again, I know some people are like, literally just do not enjoy working out. Um, I fucking love it. It's something that fires me up every day. Like I genuinely like look forward, you know, to my workouts that I do on a daily basis. It really does give me that just stimulus and that and that eagerness to continue to, you know, challenge myself for more. And I think that that's something that can really help us during these winter months where we may feel, you know, like Christina was talking about, you know, that seasonal depression or just feeling down or feeling low, um, less motivation, you know, kick yourself in gear, you know, with these workouts, focus on something that's going to improve you. You know, what are you doing each day to get you better and to improve both your mental and physical health? And in my opinion, I think our workouts and our exercise can be such an awesome tool to do just that. And so, you know, when we're talking about these winter months, I think one of the first things to go is just basic movement. When we're thinking about a given day, you know, it's funny where me and Chris are sitting right now in my office, you can see, you know, this corporate building next to us where people are sitting down at their desks working all day. And I just sit here and think to myself, um, as I ironically sit at my desk as well, um, you know, I just think about the typical workday, you know, for most people where, you know, we are sitting literally for like seven, eight, nine hours a day. You know, we go home, you know, if we're not working out or we're not training, we literally go home, we sit down, we eat dinner, we sit down, we watch TV. If we really take a, take a look at kind of the typical just American lifestyle, we're sitting literally all day like we're not moving much at all and then you throw the winter months on top of that where you know we're spending less time outside we're spending even less time moving our bodies like that's where the movement slows even more so i just think about this to myself logically and i'm like you know these winter months can really really hurt us just from like a physical standpoint just from a basic movement standpoint and this is why like chris and i you know we really do try to make an intentional effort to like take the stairs to go on more walks and literally just bundle up like luckily we have dogs um honestly like we and i know not everybody lives this lifestyle but if there are those of you out there that do i think you can relate to this but like with us living the apartment life like it's really helpful for us, not only living the apartment life, but also having dogs, because we literally will go on like four or five, like 
decently long walks every single day. We'll take the stairs. Obviously, sometimes we'll be like, hey, fuck it. Let's take the elevator. Um, after a leg day. Leg yeah, day. after a leg day. Um, but you guys get the point. You know, We're finding every excuse we can to just get those steps in. And honestly, between the dog walks and taking the stairs, I mean, most days we're literally at 15,000 steps a day, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but for those of you that maybe, you know, maybe you can't move that much, or maybe you are like really stuck to your desk. One of the biggest game changers for us has been these, these walking pads. I mean, I know they're a little bit pricey. I mean, around like, I mean, again, relatively like 200 bucks, like I don't 200 think, or 300, but yeah. Black Friday, once again, it's coming up and all my clients are like, it's on my Christmas list. Yeah. So two, 300 bucks. And I'm telling you guys, like I feel more productive when I'm walking, moving, doing work, and even just standing at these standing desks. Um, so literally investing in one of those walking pads can be a, a huge game changer from an activity standpoint. And even if you don't work from home, something that's really cool that I've learned through, I know we always say like our clients told us this, we talk to our clients, but we just, we're talking to people all day long who are on their health and fitness journey. And we know you guys can relate to this, but I have one client who works in a corporate building and they have treadmills that you can rent out. So like they have, let's say like five that's stations sick. of walking pads and you can rent it out on their website, like the work website and book out like, Hey, I have a meeting for an hour. I'm going to use this treadmill and you can book it out. And she's like, I do all my calls from the walking pad and I've, I haven't had trouble hitting my steps. Like I do like she lives in Minnesota, which I know they get worse weather than we do here. So it's extremely helpful. So if your work does that, or you're in a position at work where you can recommend that, like if they have like a feedback center and you're like, Hey, everyone at my work is complaining that their back hurts at work or that they're experiencing seasonal depression. You know, that's something where you can bring to them and be like, hey, our productivity, our mental health and physical health will improve. And I know that's not the case for every work environment, but I have had another client who works at like a city office as well. And she asked them for standing desks because she went from hybrid to in office. And she's like, I was standing all day when I was working from home. I have a walking pad at home and sitting all day is like making me less productive and like it makes your body hurt. You know, it makes your just mood and your energy dip quite a bit. So she asked for standing desks and that's something where they'll listen. Sometimes they won't, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, absolutely. And I just never want to discount the importance of that non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, the basic movement throughout the day. Because when you guys just think, take a step back and think logically about this, like your 30 to 60 minute workout is like one tiny piece of the puzzle. Now, it is a very crucial piece of the puzzle, but it's a very tiny piece of the puzzle when we look at the bigger picture of movement throughout the day. That's why we cannot stress basic movement enough. Like like walking and steps, we have legitimately seen clients working out five, six days a week, um, struggling to see results simply because the non-exercise activity thermogenesis was not there. That neat was not there. Um, so especially as we get into these winter months, I just cannot stress that enough. So make it a priority. You guys will not only, not only is it going to help you keep your caloric and energy expenditure high, it's going to drastically improve your mental well-being. And so, you know, kind of segueing off of basic movement, the next one is like really focusing on just continuing to train and work out. And I have a caveat with this where I really want you guys to focus on shit that excites you. Like I say this all the time with my clients, and this is again, a huge reason why I deliver customized programming to my clients. No trainers do this. Like, well, not no trainers, but very minimal, very minimal trainers do this. Um, Christina does it. I do it. Um, but I'm just telling you guys, like in this space, very few people are taking the time and putting forth the effort to literally customize every single one of their clients training programs. And I take a shit ton of pride in this because I know that it takes a lot of effort and time on my end, but it gives my clients the best ROI, not only physically, but also mentally. Like who, who wants to show up and do workouts that they fucking hate? Like 
very minimal people. Um, so I, I always want to lean into exercises and lean into you know delivering a program that is not only what the client needs, but how can I deliver it in a way that is genuinely going to excite them? You know, I talked about that you know earlier on in this piece about physical activity. Like I legitimately have designed my workout routine in a way where I literally look forward to my every single one of my workouts. Now, some of them suck, yes, but I genuinely do look forward to my workouts. So find stuff in these winter months that you guys really enjoy. Like find the exercises, find the type of movement. Um, even if it means, you know, doing like different workout classes, like we have clients where, you know, they are balancing both doing workout classes, yoga, even Pilates, whatever it may be, whatever your jam is with their strength training, with their hypertrophy resistance training, you know, there's a way to balance all of these things in your life. And I think it's just so important to do more physical activities and, and just exercise that you really do enjoy. And I think something else to think about in these winter months is shifting your workout time. You do not have to be a morning person. You do not have to be a morning workout person. But if you do struggle to work out after work when it's dark out, I know that a lot of people like in the fall and winter really struggle to go to the gym after work. And this is the season of the year where I typically shift to morning workouts again because it helps warm me up in the morning. It helps get me out of bed. It's something that excites me. And also it like boosts my endorphins for the day. So I start my day on a high note. Then after work is over, I don't have to worry about working out. And that just like mentally starts your day off with a win and it helps you to feel like lighter, feel accomplished, feel confident, feel like your mood is boosted. And then you also don't have to like struggle and have that resistance at the end of the day when it's pitch black out, it feels like 8 p.m. and you're like, I still have to go to the gym. And of course, if you can do that evening workouts, night what time workouts, I give you all the props in the world. We walk by our apartment gym like every night at like 8 p.m. It'll be like a Friday night at 9 p.m. and these people are getting after it. And I'm like, I (laughs) admire these people because I personally, and once again, like my own limiting belief, I cannot work out after five o'clock. Like to me, like my energy is so low. I want to eat dinner. I want to relax. I want to get ready for bed. And I give you all the props in the world. If you are a nighttime workout person, if that's the only time you can work out, like more props to you. But if you have the flexibility to shift it and you're noticing the past few weeks, you've been skipping your nighttime workouts, maybe shift it to the mornings or even weave in some weekend workouts so that you can get your need up during the week work out on the weekends. Absolutely. And plus, if you guys do some of these more like class um, style workouts or um, yeah, just formats of, of movement, this is a great opportunity to socialize as well. You're going to get around people. You're going to be with kind of that community. Um, you know, again, Chris and I always harp on, you know, how cool it is that we have, even if it's virtual and online, we have all of our clients in a group. We're constantly talking in it. We're constantly sending positive reinforcement, creating that community for the people in our own communities. But, you know, you can get that externally from these classes and just being in the gym. You know, you see a lot of the similar faces. You get around people. Um, it adds just more um, to that social component like we talked about earlier. And lastly is just nutrition. I think this is the perfect place to end the episode because as we segue into these winter months, especially these holiday seasons, it's very easy to eat a million calories and not move our bodies at all. It's just, it's just kind of natural. Um, given the, given the fact, you know, it is the winter months, it's cold, you know, we're not moving as much. We're eating more, we're consuming more, more comfort food. Um, it's, I'm just telling you guys, it's so easy to treat these last months like a wash. You know, a lot of people think like, okay, I, I can just, you know, get it figured out come January 1st, 2024. But if you're just a little bit, little bit more intentional um, about your eating habits in these months, you'll segue into a new year feeling fucking awesome. And I don't know about you guys, but it's way better to start the year off with that momentum than like completely just digging your hole even deeper. Um, and that's kind of the way I think about it with these holidays, with the holidays and just with the end of the year is like, we can make it much more 
challenging on our future selves, or we can be a little bit more intentional in the present and just really monitor once again, going back to the volume and the frequency. You know, it's not the one piece of pumpkin pie, the one piece of pecan pie. It's the, you know, four or five pieces of pie um, in the same day. Like I just think back to my younger self and anytime I would get to like Thanksgiving or Christmas, um, I just had a shit relationship with food. I feel like for a lot of my life. And, you know, when I get to these holidays in the past, when I would get to these holidays in the past, it would be very easy for me to just like eat and stuff my face until I was literally like sick to my stomach. And then, you know, I would get like a little bit more hungry later on in the day. And then you're just constantly like using every excuse in the world. And so what I'm kind of painting the picture of here, guys, is it's all a mindset. It's all about how you are viewing this relationship, you know, with the food that you're consuming on these holidays. Cause it's very easy to go into these holidays and really enjoy yourself, have some drinks, you know, drink some, some of your favorite wine, you know, have some of your favorite desserts and just control the volume. The, the, honestly, the total volume, um, you know, of what, what you're eating and something that we teach our clients is like the one plate rule where, you know, when you're picking all these awesome treats and Thanksgiving foods, you know, just fill that one plate crush it, you know, satisfy yourself, enjoy some of those foods you wouldn't normally eat, and then just cut yourself off there. Um, and if you are going to have more, you know, just do it in small increments or small amounts, not where we get into that mode of just like mindless consumption, which is so very easy to do, especially in these winter months, like Christina talked about before. And I think a good swap when it comes to drinking too, is like in these fall and winter months, there's certain drinks that like aren't around year round. Like Zach's mom brings pumpkin beer over and I love drinking it. And also there's like Christmas beers or like holiday drinks. It doesn't mean you have to restrict completely. But if you have that moderation, I think like having one fun drink then switching to a low calorie drink is a good way to help you moderate like those calories and also enjoy the things that are seasonal and something you don't get to have. Like there's certain non-negotiables in the holidays where I'm like, I have to have my mom's pumpkin roll. I'm only going to have one piece, then I'm going to cut myself off there. So it doesn't mean you can't have these things, but if you have it, just have moderation and then switch to a lower calorie option. And the last one, as I'm on the topic of 1% better swaps, is that I know in the winter months, like comfort foods are very real, especially a lot of people are getting sick right now. And I know that things like soups, chili, that kind of stuff is really big, like comfort foods when you're sick or when it's cold out. So getting creative with those meals, you can always search. Like I'm a huge Pinterest person. I give a lot of recipes to my clients. I know Zach does as well. But putting out there, like typing in like 1% better chili recipes or like healthy chili recipes, healthy chicken noodle soup, like stuff like that can help you make better swaps for these comfort foods and still enjoy them. And something else we'll do in the winter months is that like we obviously like to have date nights like each week, ideally, but it's not always perfect. And if we're not able to go out to dinner at one of our favorite places because it's cold, it's like a blizzard, it's a snowstorm, we will just find a meal that we would want out. Like we'll look up our favorite restaurants, pick out a menu item and then either Instacart or, or go out and get those items, come back home and make it from the comfort of our own home and have like a date night, like intentionally sit at the table. And that helps you even if you have like a roommate, a significant other you live with just to like romanticize those winter months, but also make foods you enjoy, but making it at home saves you tons of calories and we eat out quite a bit. So it's not to say you can't eat out, but it's an activity you can do on a night in. If you're going out on a Saturday, for example, you can have a date night in Friday, still eat something amazing, but make those comfort foods and those foods you eat out at home and it's going to help you stay fit and like just once again moderate your average calories per week and while we're talking about holidays and winter months and all of that i know that there's a lot of questions out there of like how we navigate holidays what we recommend for our clients and i believe we have an episode on holiday like tips and tricks and things like that but we want to do a q a this week it can be an open q a but holiday based where you guys ask us questions on how we navigate certain things certain recipes so we'll put up question boxes on both our instagrams which are down in the show notes 
as well as the Life Rewired Instagram. We'll put a question box up there too. And you guys can always like DM us as well. So we have everything down in the show notes on Nash Bars, on coaching, on our newsletters. We have tons of free content down there. If you guys want more, we appreciate you guys so much for listening. And we hope these tips both mentally and physically help you guys make it through these winter months and build some positive momentum into the new year along with us. So please share this episode. You never know who you could be helping by sharing this, especially when it comes to mental health. And if you guys tag us, tag Life Rewired, we appreciate it more than you know. Also leave a review if you have not already, and we will see you guys next week. Peace out, guys.